Welcome back, everyone, to the Counter Culture Podcast with your host, Derek Mount. And then we have over here again our lovely uh, Anthony Remender. How are you doing today, Anthony? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. He's blushing over there. Not many people call him lovely, but he's a very lovely guy. So <laughs> I didn't even hear you call me that. <laughs> I was not paying attention, I gotta be honest. <laughs> no, he's in, he's in a different zone because... Today I'll be, well, last episodes I did my essential beliefs and he kind of, I guess it was kind of asking me questions today. I get to ask him those questions. So it should be very interesting to see how we differ and, and what he has to say. But how do we, how do we want to do this, Anthony? You want to go, you want to sell your essential beliefs first and then go one by one? Or you want to say your essential beliefs and then explain a little and then move on to the next one? You know, we could just go one at a time, I think, because, I mean, honestly, my list is not going to be, it's not long at all. Like, I don't I don't have, like, a five point like you. Maybe I didn't, but I was just, I, I don't have many. <laughs> I mean, maybe I that's bad. I didn't think five was that many, but no. I no, I don't even think I have five, honestly. Like, I, maybe I'm just a little, I don't know. I figured, like, going into this, I would have more, like, I'll say this. I think that there is a lot more. I have a lot more that I would say, like, these are all heretical beliefs. You know what I mean? But there's very few that I would say, like, make you not a Christian. And I guess that's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about, right? It's like, that's what you wanted to know is like, what are my essential beliefs to being called a Christian? And for that label of Christian, it's a pretty it's not very much in my opinion, but then like you could still be a Christian, but be a very like unorthodox heretical, you know, Mm -hmm. pretty like, um, like I said, unorthodox Christian. So, but simply for the label of Christian, I don't think it takes a whole lot. Yeah. I got you. Uh, before we get in again, we don't think our, the essential beliefs we're not saying every belief isn't essential because every belief in christianity that you uphold is essential but we're talking about what basically is the the means to be a christian and to have salvation um and i think that's you know we're not we're not trying to throw sand and saying well this doesn't matter or no no all all you know beliefs um that, that come from the bible are essential um and i think we we both agree on that so let's just start going in what's your first essential i mean you want to say first essential belief i would say you know just like you said last time we were talking i think the person of christ is like the most important one right because that's why we're called christians is because the obviously comes from the word christ because we're centered around christ and so if we we have to get christ right in order to be christians and so that would include specifically like the facts of his life the birth the life the death the resurrection and the fact you know his divinity um so i think believing and affirming all of that is essential mm-hmm. um so that includes just would you also include um 
what he did, like his resurrection and that, um, all just the whole person in Christ. And, yeah, yeah, death, okay. resurrection, uh, the, okay. you know, the statements he make he made being true and valid as recorded in Scripture. Okay, gotcha. So that would probably throw out the progressive camp. A lot of other. Camps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Wait, yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Did you? Well, before we move on to the next one, did you see how Brandon Robertson had a video with Sean McDowell and did like a podcast? Did I ever show you that? I don't think so. Yeah, he and he's also doing one with uh, this pastor named Jeff Durbin, and they had like a trailer. It was very interesting because I was like thinking one of our first episodes was on Brandon Robertson and just what he was talking about with Christ and how. <laughs> yeah, I actually. Um, yeah, I totally. Rem- I actually have seen this on YouTube. We we haven't talked about it, but I saw it come up on my YouTube. Like it got suggested to me. That'd be really interesting for us to to talk about. Maybe uh, we'll watch it and yeah, talk about it next time we talk. For sure. All right. What's your, what's your next one? So <laughs> that's what I was saying, Mike. I feel like my bar is really low because beyond that, I I start to to question things right because Mm -hmm. i try and think about where's the line between being okay you're a very maybe even like like heterodox you affirm some sort of like heretical belief but like you're still a christian you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i've been i've been thinking about this in the context of um I've been reading about um about um what's his name? John MacArthur. Yeah. And John MacArthur has you know time and again espoused this 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 uh this heresy of Nestorianism. I saw that. Yeah. And it's been something that really frustrates me. And that's obviously a heresy. It has been a heresy for forever um and and yet i wouldn't say that john MacArthur is not a christian right like i wouldn't say that he's not a christian at all he just has a heretical belief and so it's hard for me to to find the line because i i started thinking about your your stuff Let let me look at what you said Oh, the Trinity. That's obviously going to be one. I mean, I kind of was implying that. I, I kind of meant to imply that by talking about the divinity of Christ. But, like, the Trinity is obviously going to be one. Um, yeah, absolutely, the Trinity is right. When you say the bodily resurrection, that's exactly right. Although I was kind of connecting that to... I feel like a lot of what I... A lot of these other ones are contained within the person yeah. of Christ. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's because as part of the person of Christ, we believe in his resurrection. That's the reason we yeah. believe in our bodily resurrection. And then the reason, and then we believe in the divinity of Christ, which is why we believe in the Trinity. And mm-hmm. so Trinity, person of Christ, bodily resurrection, salvation by grace. Um, just like you said, I think that's all exactly right. The only one where I, I've kind of been thinking, do you, do you think it's a necessary belief? I mean, maybe I'm skipping way ahead too much to a conversation that we'll have in the future, but do you think that it's necessary to believe that scripture is infallible? I, I mean, not, not like, we t- cause last time we were talking yeah. about 
last time we were talking about if scripture is the only yeah, infallible, infallible right we were talking about like church authority we were talking about the pope only infallible but i mean do you think it's essential to believe that it's infallible at all i mean i i feel i know the greek doesn't the greek is the greek orthodox who doesn't really hold to that view of infallibility because i know catholics do. do oh they do i mean i i think all christians do i i think it is i mean i just i just think it is you know no matter how much i i feel like every yeah i just i think it is i don't i don't know if there's any sex that don't no i don't think there is either um the reason i ask that is i do too uh, like at least especially like for nowadays like at this point in in history mm-hmm. i think it is essential but i think back to the to the early christians like the first generation of christians in the early church and there's a lot of and we would obviously say that they're christians like mm-hmm. those first christians in the early church but they didn't have scripture yeah. They didn't have the New Testament writings. They didn't have the Gospels. They didn't have... I mean, they might have had a couple of Paul's letters. I mean, Paul's letters were being written to churches that already existed and were already full of Christians, right? And so... Mm-hmm. And then even when those letters were being written, even when the Gospels were being written and the and Paul's letters were being written and um, other such letters from the apostles, there isn't... You don't really find references to them as Scripture. Like, there is... Tons of references in the early church to the Old Testament as scripture, as infallible yeah. scripture, as inspired. Yeah. But there's almost no references and possibly just zero references to um, to New Testament writings, like letters from the apostles and the gospels mm-hmm. as inspired, infallible yeah. scripture. And so it's not really something that they believed in a lot, like I said, the earliest Christians didn't even have them. But then even when they got them, there was it, it took time for them to be considered scripture. Um, and, you know, thus infallible. Um, so, so then I started to think, well, is it necessary to believe that then? Because we obviously wouldn't say that they were. I, yeah. I wouldn't say that they weren't Christian because, but they didn't necessarily believe that it was infallible. I mean, I think at this point, when we... The, the universal church, like like you said, like every denomination, every kind of Christian has all decided that it is infallible and all has affirmed. Like now I think it's necessary to, yeah. to call yourself a Christian to affirm that it's that it's infallible. But in the do you think that that's like, a, I guess if you'd say that that's necessary, then you'd have to say that that's like a, the standards change at some yeah, point. Yeah, I mean... I would say because the apostles, I mean, the early church, like you were saying, didn't have the Bible and, and it's, you know, they just had mm-hmm. the apostles who were teaching them. And then you had some churches with the letters uh, of the apostles um, talking about Christ. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say they're, yeah, I wouldn't say they're not say, but I guess the standard technically somewhat did change. I, I mean... Right. I don't, when was the, the Bible was formed in three hundred? When when was it formed? It was kind of a slow thing, but yeah, about the fourth century. I think it was at the Council of of Hippo. It says the first canon. Uh, uh, the the first canon was the Maratorian canon, which was compiled in eighty one seventy. Um, and included all the New Testament books except 
Hebrews, James, first and second Peter, and third John, three John, yeah, third John. I mean, geez, like half the New Testament. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think it was very widespread, though. The first yeah, time we got a widespread no. canon wasn't the fifth century, or the four, or, or the fourth. But, anyways, so for those first three hundred years, they didn't really have like codified like yeah universally decided upon canon of scripture mm-hmm. um because there were some churches that were using uh i believe were using certain gospels um that were not val- infallible right they weren't actually like inspired gospels as we would consider them today but they were gospels written by whoever and they were claimed to be written by you know a disciple when they actually weren't or um, I think the the gospel to the Egyptians is an, an example of that, um, kind of an apocryphal gospel or uh-huh. a, a non-canonical gospel. And so I, so you, you would say then that the, the, uh, the standard did change. I mean, yeah. I mean, once the book was formed in the, um, in the council of Hippo or Hippa, is that what it's called? I, 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 I think, think, I think that's when it's kind of. I mean, that's when they all came together and said, this is the word of God, and this is what holds the teachings, um, in a sense, of the apostles, of what they were teaching the um, people, you know, after Christ resurrected, um, and just all that, that went down in the early church. So I think it's, I think, I think it, yeah, I I think that, I guess you could say the standards changed. Um, I wouldn't discount them as believers because, again, I mean, they didn't have the they didn't have they I mean they didn't have the Bible in a sense you know they had the I don't know what they even had the um like uh, what 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 do you call it the Old Testament in a sense because wasn't that very you know very um, well kept in the temple you know, the scrolls that they had. It wasn't like now where it's like the printing press and all that. We've been able to print out books and we have books all over the place. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would say the standards changed though because of that council. And don't, don't ask me how they did it. Okay, I don't... <laughs> don't ask me how they did it, but that's, you know... I, well, yeah, I, I was going to ask you uh, of your opinion on on essential dogma, you could say, changing. Mm-hmm. Like the requirements were being de- determined to be a a valid, you know, within the realms of Orthodox Christian. Like, is that something that can, I mean, I guess we would say that that's something that can change, right? The the kind of standard for what you need mm-hmm. to believe. I mean, I guess in one, one, one sense, but I mean... If, as I look at it, like they're the apostles' teachings, which the early church had. Not like the early mm. before, but they had the apostles' teachings because the apostles were there. I guess they did pass away in 100 AD. Um, but uh, they still had, the churches still had various letters from them that they kept and preserved. So, I mean, I, I would say, I don't know if the standard changed. It's just kind of formed it into they just the all Bible. kind of agreed upon the, yeah they agreed the means that uh-huh. because like the beliefs in 
the the letters from the apostles were always believed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was just a later a determination that like the method by which those teachings were conveyed, which is in the letters, like First Corinthians, um, they there was an agreed upon um, d- determination that the medium by which those teachings were communicated in writing was, mm-hmm. you know, inspired scripture. Uh, but that doesn't affect the fact that what was in the letters was always believed. And so that's yeah. what's important. Mm-hmm. And that's not yeah. what changes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to get, I don't want to get into like what we want to talk to in, about in the future about scripture alone, about sola scriptura, because that's what we're going to talk about next time. But um, yeah, I honestly think that those are all of my, my, my beliefs. I think that the person of uh-huh. Christ, all the facts about his life, his divinity, birth, virgin birth, life, death, resurrection, the Trinity, the nature of the Trinity. Yeah. And so that would also go into, you know, beliefs with the Holy Spirit, right? But, and then the infallibility of Scripture. Yeah. I think those are pretty much it to be considered Christian. Mm-hmm. But I'll, like uh, like we said, very, there's various types of Christians. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. I mean, I guess that's a, what's the only one I think? I mean, we basically had the same because mine basically you'd grouped in the person of who Christ is. I did put salvation yeah. by faith alone. Did you say that? You said, or, so or I said salvation by grace. By so grace. I said salvation Proof. by grace. I didn't say anything about justification because I don't think that justification by faith alone is a necessary belief. Like, I mean, even yeah. if I would say it's the correct belief, um, which you know I'm still undecided on i guess um because i like we talked i mean after we talked last time i told you i'd be reading a lot more about justification Uh and the difference between justification and sanctification and salvation right in those different terms and i mean i was confused man like i was beyond confused reading this stuff because it is very much i mean i really read in depth on a lot of a lot of on the topic of justification mm-hmm. and it's kind of like we said uh, it, it it feels like they're all just saying the same things in different yeah. words right mm-hmm. that's basically what i that was basically the the conclusion i came to and that was supported by the fact that i i did not know this at all let me pull this up for you he's gonna hit us uh, with a truth bomb let's hear it i'm excited in 1999, mm-hmm. there was a there was something called the Joint Declaration on the Doctrine of Justification, and it was an agreement signed by Lutherans and the Catholic Church, uh, basically agreeing that they had the same basic doctrine of justification. Yeah, which is super interesting to me. The fact that like. They, they acknowledge in, in, in this declaration that they essentially believe the same thing, but they simply word it differently. They just kind of have different definitions of justification. But when you take away the terms like justification and sanctification that they define in different ways, they essentially believe the same thing. Yeah. There are a lot of Lutherans that will disagree with that, and they'll say that, like, you know, they still disagree, and there's— this actually because that's the thing about the, about lutherans and all protestants is there isn't any authority structure like there mm-hmm. isn't a 
there isn't someone that can speak on behalf, right? Like the Catholic Church can sign something, and it's effective for the whole Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and it's a statement on behalf of the entire Catholic Church and all Catholics. But Lutherans and Protestants don't have that, right? So these Lutheran churches, a good number of them, uh, all signed this and said that they agree that they have the same basic belief on justification, but there's still a lot of Lutherans that will say that they actually don't. we don't agree. We don't. We don't agree. Um, but it's very interesting to me that the, that the Catholic Church, at least, acknowledges that they essentially believe the same thing. And I was going back and forth when I was reading through all this stuff myself mm-hmm. because part of it does seem like they're agreeing, but there's just very tiny variations that don't seem to matter very much at all. So when we're talking about faith alone and uh, salvation or justification by faith alone, or like what part works play in there... The more I read, the less of an issue I feel like it is. It's one of those things where I think it affects other things, right? Like your basic premise on justification affects other things. For example, uh, like the Catholic belief about the fact that you're justified when you receive initial justification. That's by faith alone. And then throughout your life, you need to continually be, you know, you continually sin, right? And you continually Mm -hmm. like fall short and so then in order to reconcile yourself to god you need to continue to serve him and justify and be justified by serving god and throughout your life um and be and then the lutheran protestant view traditionally is like it's a it's a slight variation on that right where it's like a justification happens entirely at initial justification and then that Mm -hmm. that justification throughout your life is just sanctification and it doesn't actually apply to like your eternal salvation right and so it it is a small variation but when you base other theology off of that that fundamental belief because then you get the catholic ideas of you know um confession and absolution and you know, these different, like the sacraments being necessary for salvation. And then the, the more you base on the fundamental ideas, even though it started off as like a very small difference, it ended up in very big differences Mm. in application. Um, so it's a frustrating topic. So that's why I say that I don't believe that justification by faith alone like believing in that is essential Mm -hmm. Uh, because i see the argument either way yeah um i remember i guess there's two so i remember actually so i had an interview with like this one guy who was he he was thinking of becoming a catholic priest but i think Mm -hmm. he wasn't called to do it he i think he got married he became a counselor instead but i remember i was kind of inter like it was an interview for a school project and I was talking to him and trying to like, can I, and like, it was like the, I guess kind of, I click back. It's like the, it's like you're saying, it's like these minute differences, but like, it's very complicated at the same time. Because when I was hearing him talk, I was like, oh, I agree with that. You know, I agree with that. And then he would say something I'm like, whoa, 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 how does this, you know, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, and we would just go back and forth because then I would say it and he'd say like, I agree with you on that. I'm like, dude, like, what the heck? I mean, bro, like, which one is it? And then I remember in the Protestants, so I remember this one. So you know what Lordship Salvation is? 
Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, what's the other one? Um, my, it's not easy believism. <sighs> oh, just believe, believe. It's something like that. But remember, there's like this huge argument where like people are getting, you know, kind of. It was on YouTube. They're getting, you know, super mad. I it was Alan Parr who posted. Um, oh really? Those one, well, the something with the uh, Christianity, and they were like coming after him, you know, like saying, "Oh, you're a heretic." You're saying you have to have works and all that. Um, I actually but, remember this. Yeah, and then and then there was this other guy who was doing this one. Um, basically, the one guy who called him out, who was saying, "You're basing it off of works, and you're just it's believe only." Um, you're justified, but just believe. And they were, they were having this like kind of debate type deal, but like, it was literally like the, they were coming to the same conclusion. It was weird. They were coming to the same conclusion, but they kept disagreeing on those minute points, which was like, um, you know, it's, I'm like, like, come on. Like, I was like, I was like, it, it was confusing. Cause it's like. They're like overcomplicating it and not listening. That's why last podcast I was like, well, with Catholics, like, I mean, I don't like they have different. They define their terms differently, and they they say things differently than you know we do. Um, and I'm like, that's why I won't you know make that judgment call upon them because of the way I don't think. I mean, I don't think it's any. I guess in in some cases with Christians, I don't think it's any right of us to assume, not 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 like, but just like kind of had the bad intent of just assuming, you know, someone's salvation on basis of something, you know, which I've kind of done a bad job in the past sometimes, um, but just you know, just I guess living out the faith and 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 just trying to you know encourage them in it and living it out, you know, and I don't think we should judge them. Because I think we judge like Catholics. I think Protestants judge Catholics a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. I somewhat do, I, I guess, but it's kind of, I mean, talking to you more, it's kind of take a step back and more of listen, which, you know, I just, it's the same thing with, with Islam where I would just never kind of listen. But it's not, it's not, it's not the sake of winning an argument. It's the th- sake of just listening and then, you know, really building up your own belief, to be honest. I mean, what you believe in, you know, and and affirming that. And it really helps you. I mean, that's why I think it's so good to have conversations between, you know, like we'll do the one thing on that one debate with um, Trent and um, Gavin, I think it's the two guys, but how they, they, Mm -hmm. they come to, I, I, I was actually hearing something. So they did like an after thing on the pint whatever you call it, whatever that's a YouTube channel. But they, the they, were, they were they were in this, the studio and they were talking about how, you know, our whole reasoning in this debate isn't to, you know, I guess, quote unquote, win an argument. They're like, you know, our whole point of this debate is just to be, you know, for those who say, well, they affirm this teaching to, to really look at the broad landscape of it, like, and really listen to the other side. You know, and not be like coming in with the the sense of oh, I already, you know, yeah. know what I, you know. And they were saying, well, if it if it helps one person who you know goes in and you know maybe they believe in 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 in, in scripture alone, but they they hear something from the Catholic point of view um, with the the authority and how you know some some point that makes super sense, you know, and they're like oh, questioning it now. 
like their whole goal is to make them go listen to that point to really dive in and try to you know really really know the belief for themselves kind of that's like their whole goal and that's i guess shouldn't as as believers like that's i mean even if we come from different because catholics way different than protestants but at the same time we're the same um in a Mm -hmm. sense because like i said like we're 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 both in christ um we're we're both christian um and and I, i think we kind of give them the bad benefit of people just telling us you know oh it's catholics mm-hmm. catholics you know um but yeah i don't i've sure i'm missing but 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 the point is just to really really listen and not take that judgment on someone and really listen to them and try to define what they believe in to try to understand more of what you believe in i mean i think it, it, it really helps i don't know if it helps you i'm assuming it helps you kind of reading a lot i mean i know some of your beliefs change but you probably seem more firmer in what you believe than you did before um in a sense yeah yeah i feel like i am more firm what i believe and it is yeah like you said i I mean i i'm i grew up and i felt for a long time the the idea regarding basically any other belief system right i mean take catholics for example like you were saying like i remember i for most of my life, I kind of just grew up knowing because it's what I was told that what they believe is super unbiblical and Mm. totally not Christian, basically, right? Um, You know, I I grew up not really sure if Catholics are are saved, like, because I I heard so much awful things about them. And I, um, and I, it really took doing what you just described, which is kind of listening without the assumption that the person is wrong and honestly it took some listening with the assumption that the person was wrong and just kind of like assuming they were wrong and and listening anyway yeah. and just being like oh i already know i disagree but i'll listen right to your to your argument and um but even that it still got through to me in a lot of ways and then it made me realize you know maybe i should listen without assuming they're wrong and then i and that has really strengthened my faith like you said mm listening to other people and not viewing people like Catholics or like any other denomination of Christianity um, as just inherently backwards and unbiblical and wrong because it's not what I believe. It's not because it's not what I've heard my whole life and understanding that a lot of what I believe, perhaps I just believe it because I always have and I just Mm. have always been told it and I've always believed it. And that's the only reason I still believe it. Um, and acknowledging there might be ration that there is rationale for why mm. people believe what they believe. Yeah. That's been a huge thing that I've learned is understanding that everyone has a reason for believing what they believe. There yeah. isn't just this. I don't know if I used to have the view that people just believed things because even if it is as simple as they've always believed it, I, I don't mean that I don't mean that each individual has a perfectly reasoned out yeah. logic for mm-hmm. why they believe what they believe because like i said a lot of people believe what they believe simply because they've just always been told it and that was the case for me and it still yeah. is the case for me um and but every belief system and every you know theology every like doctrine that i even th- that i might disagree with there is a rationale behind it there is a reason that those mm-hmm. people believe that and um if people believe it for a really long time, there's probably a lot of really good literature and research and a lot of 
you know, complex arguments for why they believe what they believe. And so it's, it's wrong of me to go into researching that, assuming that the other person mm-hmm. is wrong. Yeah. And I need to go into it assuming that I, I could be wrong. And, mm-hmm. and understanding that they have just as much of a chance of, you know, being right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, in all honesty, I kind of, because I was, I forget what it what night it was a couple of nights ago to be honest i was just sitting there i was like man there's just so many things especially in the the even with protestants you know just the, mm-hmm. the amount we differ on and it's like i kind of was like to this point i was like man like what what is like it's like it's like the skip well what if you choose the right or the wrong one you know maybe the dom- denominations you know maybe maybe it's damnable by hell if you believe in it but I think like, but but it kind of came to this conclusion like you know no matter what, um, no matter you know even even in a sense like what denomination you believe in, if you're if you're truly in Christ, you know His grace will cover you. Um, and it was kind of rest assuring. And I'm not saying you go out the wazoo with your beliefs, like like I'm not saying, but like the the foundations like you know with the Trinity person of christ you know the word i i i think if we lay it down on that foundation um and i know there's different doctrines that i mean there there's different things that we really but they're really minute i would say especially protestants i mean they're super minute but we just like we argue so much like i've noticed how much they argue over over them you know like just mm-hmm. and, and and the bad part is it doesn't let the kingdom of God spread because again we're too busy arguing over in our own circles or against other people like denominations and stuff and I think that's the one hindrances especially of you know I guess with all these sects and denominations is the way that they just like I I don't know they just get to a, to a certain point where they like kind of close out the other side and say well, you're not my brother in Christ anymore because you don't believe in infant baptism. I'm like, bro, what? Like, what? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And then, you know, it causes, again, you know, what, what Christians are, are supposed to do to bring, you know, basically, in a sense, heaven on earth, you know, the kingdom of God on earth and to spread that um, amongst, you know, the, 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 the cities, the towns, the, the whole entire world, but we're too busy arguing over one another. And it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's kind of frustrating to be honest. Like it, it, it really is. I mean, just all the thing. like, it's super frustrating to see, um, because I, I think, I mean, I see it as the, I mean, Satan's kind of, got us where he wants us where we're just arguing amongst ourselves you know and clattering yeah. making us hate one of believers in christ like we should love our brothers and sisters in christ no matter you know what what minute differences we have but he's kind of infiltrated where it's kind of like nah let me let me i'm gonna hate them you know in a sense we we may not say we don't hate them but our actions say otherwise yeah, I think it is a frustrating thing when I, yeah, it is a frustrating thing to see the people, the things that people will divide over, you know, and as I've, you know, studied our church history, 
and study the theology behind the developments in church history, seeing what little stuff people will divide over. It is infuriating because <laughs> what I want to do through all this, through all of my research, is I, I mean, my, my express goal, well, originally, I just wanted to give a fair shake to other beliefs, right? Like mm-hmm. I said, I kind of went in assuming, you know, very, very firm in my disagreement, assuming you're wrong and I disagree with you, but I want to hear what you have to say and anyways, right? And I wanted to give a firm shake to other uh, other denominations of Christianity. And I came to see that there, there was there was reasons behind it, right? And so I I my my goal in all of my research shifted from just wanting to give them a fair fair shake to actually saying, okay, I actually am changing a lot of what I believe. So where where do I belong belief wise? Mm-hmm. And obviously like my security and my confidence is in Christ first and foremost, yeah. right? And so I don't be. find any confidence, right? I don't find any uh spiritual I don't find a um I'm not worried that I'm like damned because I yeah. don't know which denomination I line yeah. up with, right? Um that's not my worry at all. But it did become a it did become my focus, my research. Like, okay, wh- which one of these denominations do I line up with, and which what what do they each believe? I referenced before mm-hmm. that I there was a time where I didn't understand denominations at all, and so I really wanted to, and that was part of this. And so I started researching and reading about the different denominations and the different things that they have split up over and how each one formed, and mm-hmm. it is infuriating to see the little things that they divided over i mean there's whole denominations that come into existence because of nothing because of just the tiniest little thing and it infuriates me because it's so tiny that i'm like i can't even make a decision on it like theologically from like on when i look at both sides of it it's so small and such a slight variation i'm like you know what either one could be true but because someone disagreed in this little way and then split off and formed their own church, the original church was forced to like condemn the new church and then the new church was forced to condemn the old church and they said it like, you can't be part of our church if you believe this and you can't be part of our church if you believe this and it's like, well, I have, I have to pick one, you know, like if I, if I were evaluating these two denominations and I were looking at this particular doctrine, I would have to choose one side because neither one will let me in. Yeah, in that sense, like I can't fully say that I agree with one of them unless I condemn the other belief. But it's just such a small thing. I'm like, I can't. Like, I, I can't. You guys are just stupid for disagreeing over this to begin with. It feels like, and yeah. and so it it is. It's frustrating how you know you just you wish people would just stick to the basics. Like we've like we've laid out. That's the that that was our point in talking about this to begin with. The reason we started this conversation a couple of weeks ago, a month ago maybe, was because we wanted to think about like, at what point do we draw the line? Mm-hmm. At what point do we? Because I mean, we divide frivolously, yeah. I think, but there has to be division at some point, right? Because eventually yeah. you have to mm-hmm. say like, you okay, that's not what we believe, right? That that's a big enough, right? Yeah. And so we wanted to find where is that line where we're not dividing frivolously, but we're also not overly tolerantly permitting mm-hmm. heresy and anti-Christian beliefs. Um, and so 
it's a hard line to walk and I still don't know where it is and I still don't because yeah. then I'll, I'll see this uh, I'll you know I'll lay out I'll lay out these essential beliefs and then I'll listen to John MacArthur preach Nestorianism uh-huh. from from the pulpit and I'm like well geez I don't want part, I don't want to be part of his church if that's what he's preaching mm-hmm. you know and so I'm like well that's something I would I would split over and then it reignites the kind of thoughts about yeah. well what do we split over you know yeah I, th- I think you made a, a really good point in saying that our security is in Christ and not a, in a denomination or, or a church. It's in, in it's in Christ. And if we're in Christ, we're part of the church. You know, mm-hmm. that's who Christ is coming for, you know, when he returns. Um, and yeah, I just, I actually, that re- Redeemer Zoomer thingy account, actually, they made a really good thing of talking about. I was about just about to say this. Kind of like, from every denomination i don't know if it's the same post but he was just talking about like things we can learn from each denominational church he mm. said as a baptist you can read your bible as much read read your bible as much as a baptist because baptists are mm-hmm. sola scriptura then he says serve your neighbor as much as a methodist he said studies theology as much as a presbyterian preach the gospel as much as a lutheran prove the col- culture as much as a catholic and honor beauty and tradition like the orthodox um i think that's that's really good i don't i i feel like there's another one that i'm just missing but i i just feel like that's really good and each i mean from the catholic point of view like i will say like even the 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 one you know they they're really interwoven into culture i i i feel like in trying to you know really go head on with it um which some pro or some protestant you know I guess Christians aren't really, you know, they kind of side sidestep it, uh, yeah. which kind of is is an, somewhat of annoying. But then, you know, yeah. but he was talking about like, you know, with theology, like a, a Presbyterian. You know, I know one really. Uh, I forget what it, R.C. Sproul's was a was a pr- mm-hmm. Presbyterian, and that dude. I mean, I listen to him, but my mind's blown because of just how much he actually knew, you know, about about theology and stuff. And I think every Christian should know more about theology because that's the foundation of our understanding of who god is and that's how we know who he is you know in a, in a sense um and then preach the gospel as a lutheran i mean i mean i the one person that comes to mind you might remember uh who, who you call him he was in germany uh bonhoeffer you know he mm. was willing to preach the gospel and go against the nazis hitler you know he was killed ultimately but something like that and then um i don't really know that much about methodist to be honest don't really know any idea i i think i don't know if aw tozer was a uh, i don't know um and then i don't know much about orthodox but i know they really love their traditions really well i mean they're probably we we think of the catholic church like very traditional i feel like they're a lot more traditional (laughs) they're a lot more um traditional but yeah, I, I think the, 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 the ultimately at the end of the day it boils down to our security is in, in Christ and not any any, you know, church or anything. Uh in a sense, you know, because we're all gonna disagree at certain points, but that's why we have the Bible and God's gifted us the Bible to read in order to if we hear a heresy or something like that, a belief that doesn't really we think in our minds, I don't. That doesn't really sound right. We can go into the scripture, um, and, mm-hmm. and to really to learn that, and that that's why scripture, the Bible, is a gift that 
has been given to God to fight heresy, you know? Just imagine right. if we did not have the Bible today. You know, yeah. like, it, just imagine, like, we would not be able to, you know, well, where's our, you know, where, 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 where is it at? You know, we, we as believers wouldn't be able to, in a sense, be able personally to, um, to go in to read for ourselves and trying to understand, you know, our own, own, why, why we believe this in a sense and, and how to fight against the different cultural beliefs, uh, that have risen up in culture, but also over the church and, and over time, um, with, with heresies. So, but yeah, I really, I really love what you say there. Said there, uh, I'll give it a ten times. Amen. You know, security. In <laughs> Thank Christ, you. So. I appreciate that. Yeah, what you said. What you said at the end there about, uh, about uh, about what, what imagine what would it be like if we didn't have scripture, right? Like, what what will we even do? That that's what we'll talk about next time when we talk yeah, on, on Saturday, um, because that's. As Protestants, we would be we would be screwed. <laughs> but um, Catholics, we'd be okay. <laughs> Catholic Orthodox, Orthodox, they'd be fine, uh, I think. But at least they feel like they would be fine. And that's what we'll talk about: is could we, could we have some authority and some, could we have guidance without Scripture? Right? Mm-hmm. Could we have infallible yeah. guidance without Scripture? Yeah. Um, what you said about Orthodox, um, it's actually really it's actually what I wanted to bring up because you referenced a redeemed zoomer post and I wanted to reference a redeemed zoomer post, which is about this same thing um, about how, you know, it's, we divide frivolously and it's like hard to say like, well, well they're not real Christians because they disagree with me mm-hmm. on a minute point. Right. And um, the Orthodox, uh, as you alluded to, they are the most traditional church and yeah. they are the most out of any church, the most, firm that they are the one true church Mm -hmm. right um and that anyone outside of their church is like way is is not in the church right they're not in the one true church of christ Mm -hmm. they're not part of christ's church if they're outside of the orthodox church and um but a lot of but orthodoxy is, is is appealing to a lot of protestants a lot of protestants who are questioning their protestantism Mm-hmm. Um, Orthodox is very, very appealing to them because Orthodoxy, you know, that be a whole episode to talk about it, but like it's a lot of the problems that people have with Catholicism is not there in Orthodoxy. Like the Orthodox don't believe in purgatory. They don't believe in, um, they, they don't believe in papal infallibility or supremacy. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of these, they don't have the same views on Mary and they definitely don't dogmatize as much things. Like, uh, they don't have absolutely like essential beliefs dogmas about uh a lot of the things that catholics do that protestants have a problem Mm -hmm. with so there's a lot more room to um maintain some of your beliefs that you have as a protestant while being orthodox um but anyway redeemed zoomer was asked today on his story um what's your biggest reason for not becoming orthodox and he said I don't believe in the whole one true church thing because it seems to contradict what Jesus said when someone who wasn't part of the 12 apostles was still casting out demons in Jesus' mm-hmm. name. Um, hmm. This is a reference to a story from the gospel where um, the apostles were, they they were traveling through a city with Jesus and Jesus, the, the apostles saw someone casting out demons and they pointed out this person to Jesus and they said, um, 
you know, Lord, we, we saw this person casting out demons, but they weren't with us. And so, um, so we told them to stop and Mm -hmm. we we commanded them to stop because they weren't with us. They weren't part of our group of disciples and especially not in our 12 disciples. Right. And Jesus said, you leave them, you leave them alone because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the merit of what they're doing will come to prove itself. Right. And, um, if they're not against us, then they're for us. Right. They're not doing anything to actively fight against my ministry. They're Mm -hmm. seem to be following exactly what we're doing. They just aren't in this specific group. Right. But he says that they don't have to be in this specific group as long as they're not against us, Mm -hmm. then they are for us. Right. And so that's what redeems and referencing when he says, it seems to contradict that idea, the idea of the one true church. And he says, if I were Orthodox, if I were to be Orthodox, I could only fully appreciate Orthodox Christianity. However, I see the spirit at work in Catholic, Orthodox, and Protestant Christianity, which I feel like mm-hmm. is really is really valid because that's something I struggle with too. Where um, I referenced this earlier when I said that uh, when a new church forms, the old church will like condemn the new church, and the new church will condemn yeah. the old church, and they'll say that you can't respect that church if you want to be part of our church, and vice versa. And it's hard when I. Like, for example, if I were to agree with Orthodox in, on theology, and I would agree mm-hmm. with them on all of their theology 100%, yeah. but then in order to be part of that church, I would seemingly be deprived of the ability to appreciate the spirit at work in the mm-hmm. other churches, like Protestant yeah. churches and Catholic churches. And what if I want to just be part of the Orthodox church because I believe in their theology, but I but I don't agree with their rejection of the spirit at work in these other churches, right? Or what yeah. if I want to be... Catholic, but they also will not respect the work of the Spirit in the Protestant churches. Yeah. But I see it there, even though I don't agree with the Protestants mm-hmm. theologically. And so that's something that's really hard when when certain churches will, yeah, totally deny the validity or sp- genuine uh, spirituality of any other church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a he, he made a he made a really good really good point. Um, a point there and i mean what's that one bible verse where it just always talks attesting the spirits or testing the mm-hmm. spirit um and that's i mean from my perspective i'm not really you know orthodoxy don't don't know much about catholics orthodoxy but the way but with protestants especially in america's churches like some of the things i see is like very charismatic i'm like i don't know I'm like I don't yeah. know. That's a bit. That's a bit. You know. But I guess that's that's again where where everything is to 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 test the spirit um, and and to really have discernment upon it. I I, I would say um, now charismatics. It's kind of I don't know. With the whole social media <laughs> thing, it kills me now because I just feel like they people try to market yeah. whatever they you know any move of God or you know any 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 of that, and it's like just it's horrible and it's like it puts you in a position where you feel like you can't really like what are you gonna do condemn it where you like yeah. we, we can't know i don't know at least i don't understand at yeah. least a way to know for sure if it's legit or not you know what i mean yeah. I, I mean i send you stuff all the time where i'm like and you send me stuff where we're like look at this seemingly ridiculous church service right yeah and you know, our gut instinct, our first reaction is like, well, this is obviously not genuine, right? Like, they might believe it, but like, like I referenced last time we talked, like, there might be a work of the Spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. It's some, it's not a, it's not a Spirit of God. And so, 
But it's hard because we can't, at least, like I said, I don't know a way to know for yeah. sure, right? Because people are casting out demons, quote unquote, or these people are doing or speaking in tongues, uh, allegedly, or they're having prophetic visions, allegedly. Uh-huh. And it all seems very suspicious. And just my immediate reaction is, this is wrong. This is not it. Like that's yeah. just no. Like no. I'm just gonna den- I'm gonna deny that. But I-, I don't know a way to know for sure. Besides just like my own gut instinct that it, says yeah. that this is wrong. But then, like I said, the the Orthodox, for example, would have that gut instinct that all of Protestantism, every move of the Spirit that yeah. happens in Protestant churches is wrong and isn't real. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, I, you know, I believe that some of them are and some of them are, I just don't know how to draw the line. Yeah. So I, I kind of respect their yeah. ability to just draw a line where they're mm-hmm. like, if it's not in the Orthodox church, then it's not real. And yeah. I'm like, I respect the line drawing because I don't know how to draw a line. But at the same time, I, I, I feel like sometimes it is. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like this, this one guy told me, um, older, older gentleman said that, he says any move of the spirit in in the in the in the person's heart will always bring transformation um, mm. into to more of Christ likeness. Um, and I mean, I think that's true even at a church service where it's a quote unquote revival, or even someone reading their Bible at home alone and in and, and prayer and meditating, like. The move of the mm-hmm. spirit, you know, the spirit transforms us, um, which I think a lot of times with social media, we always, I, I've kind of like said to myself, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, unless if it's very like OC out of control, like some of the things they're doing. Um, but I, yeah. I guess we should always, the only, the only bad part is getting them benefit of the doubt is seeing the comment section sometime. Um, and seeing like you showed me that one time with speaking in tongues and uh, it makes them feel like they're not a believer um in christ which a lot of charismatics i think get wrong Um, but i I think there's a lot of there's a lot of fundamental people or or what i say there's a lot of denominations you know i can if they if they like talking about with the greek or like the orthodox well if they don't believe in a certain doctrine then you know they're like we're the only true church like all these churches you know like in a sense try to right. ready lay down that judgment um upon them which i think it's a very bad thing to do um that's why i just but yeah i i think the transformation is the the biggest piece um and just a a thirsting and the desire to to seek after god and to know him um more um because i kind of hit me i do you know who leonard ravenhill is you heard of him Mm-mm-mm. he said he him. was like he was like man a lot of people know their bibles but they don't know the god of the or they they know the word but they don't know the god of the word i'm like hmm. i'm like oh man and he's just going and out the personal relationship aspect of, of 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 god and you know i i think that's that kind of scary, but I think, I think really if we have a personal relationship with God, you know, things will happen. But like in a sense, it, it end in life transformation. Like you'll see the Spirit work within you. You know, if you read the Scriptures or you know convictions and all that. Like I, I think it all boils down to ending in transformation, which 
it's everlasting, you know, it isn't just a spur of a moment, but it's, it's everlasting transformation that lasts a lifetime. Um, it always transforms us more into the, the likeness of, of who Christ is, which as believers is what we, you know, is, is our somewhat of our, our main mission, you know, to be sanctified. Catholics would like to say just a re-justified, I don't know, um, but to be more like Christ. Um, mm-hmm. The more we're like Christ, the more we bring the kingdom of God on earth. Um, I I would say I don't know if you agree with me on that. Just, but I I think it. The more we're like Christ, the more the way, the kingdom of God would be lived out, you know, and be expanded. Because um, I just imagine, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I just imagine if the whole church was exactly like Christ, like every believer was exactly like Christ. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or even even five like twenty percent, oh my goodness, crazy. Right, it would be crazy. It's like oh my goodness, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about the uh, genuine move of the spirit's gonna bring transformation. Right, that's it's gonna bring. I, I've heard that said a lot about how you can tell because it'll bring conviction of sin, which is gonna mm-hmm. result in transformation because it'll result in you making yourself right with God yeah. once you you know, understand your own sin. Um, yeah, I think it's a good, good place to stop. Yeah. You want to close this out? You know, you Nope. no, Anthony doesn't have us today. Well, I'm bad. You know, he doesn't, he he doesn't have us. Well, if you guys made it through, we we appreciate you. Yeah. He's got it next time. We appreciate you guys for watching. Uh, and we love you guys. If you have any disagreements, you can, uh, reach out to us and hey, why, why don't you comment down below what you think the essential beliefs are? Let's see how many comments we can get. I say at least one, but we'll just hope Ooh. to see. But who's gonna be the one? It's gonna I think be we average about one. <laughs> we we average about one. Who's gonna be the one? We'll give a special shout out to him next next podcast. Well, I guess this one. Yeah, next podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, again, thank you, everyone, and and don't forget to dive in to the word so you're able to you know know God more and to counterculture biblically. So love you guys and deuces. Bye.